Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Praise the Most High Elohim <clears throat> for you all today. Uh, Pastor Battle of Hob Love Ministry. Um, praise Yah for His goodness and His loving kindness. Praise Him for being our strength and for being our salvation. He is good to us. So, Yah, we thank you for being so good to us. Again, we just glorify you. We bless your name for you are the truth. Uh, your word is truth. And your word is a light unto our pathway, a leopard to our feet, and a light unto our pathway. And we need your word. I pray, y'all, today for the ore, the enlightenment, the illumination, the knowledge of you to be shared upon your people and also in our hearts so that we can walk in obedience, so that we can walk in your ways and to deny our own self-interest. So, y'all, we thank you for being so good and so wonderful in Yeshua HaMashiach's name. Amen. So, we're dealing with today part two of what is your desire. And I know, this, I know the title of the message sounds... Um, Funny, but I'm not. I'm not teaching about you having a desire, and the Most High is going to give you your desire. That's not what I'm teaching. But I'm teaching. I'm teaching from a standpoint of is your your desire is it a sinful desire, or is it a desire that for Yah that you want to live for Him, that you want to be in His will, that you want to walk in obedience to His purpose? Because walking walking in your own ways, contrary to his will will cause trouble for your life. So the best thing for us to do is to deny ourselves and walk after his ways, walk after his thoughts. So, y'all, we thank you. And um, so we're going to get today. We're going to get started. We're in the book of First John, and we're dealing with today, First John chapter number 2, uh, beginning at verse um, uh, 15, when it says, Do not love the world or the things of the world. But if someone loves the world, then the love of the Father is not in him. Because all the things of the world, because all the things of the world, the desires of the old nature, the desires of the eyes, the eyes and the pretensions of life, are not from the Father, but from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever loves, whoever does Yah's will, will remain forever. So, we're dealing with, what's your desire? Do you, do you desire to do your own thing? Or do you desire to walk after the ways of Yah? Remember, the person that does their own thing won't make you. You know, I, I remember uh, earlier uh, when I was younger, they had a song called It's Your Thing. Say, it's your thing. Do what you want to do. I can't tell you who to sock you to. Remember that song? Well, in the kingdom of God, it's not your thing. And you don't do what you want to do. Because you was bought with a price. You, you are not your own. So you don't live how you want to live saying you belong to the Most High. You don't do what you want to do saying you belong to the Most High. Yeshua says this, if any man wants to follow me, he must first say no to him. So if you want to follow Hamashiach, if you want to follow Yeshua, then you got to say no to you. If you can't say no to you, you can't say yes to him. Because he may tell you something that's contrary to how you believe what you want to do. And then you got to make a decision. Are you going to obey the most high? Or are you going to obey yourself? See, we're so caught up on glamour. And so caught up on people looking at us. And how things look to us. And, how, and, and money. That we forget the things of y'all. And then we're so sensitive. That it's something that's spoken. Contrary to what we believe. And what we like. We don't receive it. Earlier this week I was having a conversation uh, we was having a conversation, 
And um, a thought came into my mind. You know, it's funny how we can believe the most high when we agree with something he said through people. The most high might send a man or a woman to us, a prophet or whatever, and, and, and they'll tell us, you know, y'all says he's going he gonna to bless you with a million dollars. He's going to move in your life. We'll be quaking, doing, 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 doing the, knee, the knee taps, speaking in tongue, falling the floor because we're going to get a new house. Because we're going to get a new car. But the moment y'all tells us to quit fornicating or quit living in sin or tells us something that we don't agree with, all of a sudden we don't receive that. That's not from God. Or I, I, don't, or, or, I don't feel I'm ready. Our conversation this week was about ministry, about teaching. We said the Most High called us to teach, and then, then so, so, so now when, he, when, someone, when someone comes to us and tells us, hey, I want you to teach, the first thing we say is, well, I'm not ready for that. Well, well did he call you to do that? Because the thing is, it, it, because if it, 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 it's not coming through the vessel that he sent to you, are you not going to receive it because of the person that's telling you that? Because see, just to, to the, the, the wise thing to do for us is to be quiet and listen and then pray about it instead of us saying, well, I ain't going to do it because that's not our desire. See, we can't lean to our own understanding. We can't live by our own desire. We have to live by the most highest desire. And, and we're going to go back to my favorite scripture that I always use, Jeremiah 17, because the first thing that we say is, well, he know my heart. He know my heart. He know what I want. He know what, what I need. Well, yes, he does know your heart. But most of the time we say that out of it, to use an excuse to sin. So let me tell you what the Most High thinks about your heart. Jeremiah 17, um, 9 says this. The heart is more deceitful than anything else and mortally sick. Who can fathom it? So now when, when, someone, when someone comes to tell you that, hey, you need to do this, and then you say, well, I don't want to do it because you don't want to receive that person or what they said, and then they say, well, you're not doing what's right. Then And, and you say, well, you know, God know my heart. Well, he does know your heart. And he just said in his own word that he don't change. He just said in his own word, the heart is more deceitful than anything else. Right. And mortally sick. Who can fathom him? He said, I, Yah, search the heart. I test inner motivations in order to give everyone, to everyone, what his actions and conduct deserve. So, so little do you know, your heart you, you do what your heart is doing. If, if, you, if you go and sin and your heart and your heart says, you know, hey, sin, then you then y'all know your heart is full of that sin. So we don't have an understanding, but when you look in the scriptures and you see the word heart, it's referring to your mind. So once you allow fear to creep in, or you allow pride to keep creep in, or you allow anything to creep in that's contrary to the word of Yah, then you need to think, is this my desire? Or is this the most highest desire? Ask yourself that question. What is your desire? Is your desire to live like the world lives? Do you want to live a glamorous life? You know, do, do, you, do you want everybody to look at you? And then when they see me, I'm doing good. I, 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 I got the money rolling in on God. What's the new word on God? I got the money rolling in. I'm balling now. I'm, I'm, I'm out of control for real, for real. The new, the new lingo they use now. Well, what's your desire? 
Because if, if you desire to have things and be rich and have money, you may be missing the gospel. And you may be missing the most highest will for your life. The rich young ruler tried that when he comes to Yeshua. And he asked him, what can he do to inherit eternal life? What can he do? To, what can he do to know Yah? And Yeshua begins to talk to him, and he says, uh, "You know, you know, follow, follow the Torah, the, the commands." And he says, "You know, I've been doing all these things from 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 a birth, from 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 a youth." And Yeshua, the word says, "Yeshua looking upon him and loving him." Says one thing you lack: go sell all that you have and give to the poor, because you then you have riches in heaven, treasure in heaven, right? So the word said the young man walked away grieved. So what was his desire? Did he desire to really know Yeshua? Did he desire to really enter to the kingdom? Or did he want prestige? Did he want fame and fortune? Did he want people to look at him as if he was something? Or as if he was something, somebody great? Because that's not how people should look at you. When, 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 when someone asks Yeshua to, 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 to be his disciple, you know his response was to one man? He said, foxes have holes. And birds have nests. But the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Can you still follow him when you have nowhere to lay your head? Can you still follow him when you're rejected? Can you still follow him when people are laughing at you, ridiculing you? What is your desire for this right here, for this gospel? Is your desire to please the Most High, to follow Torah, or to compromise and follow people? You know, we, we, we're in November 2019. And you know what holiday is coming up this month and everybody getting ready for Thanksgiving. And you got some compromising believers who want to say, well, you know, it's to celebrate our Judeo-Christian values. And they, so they want to use Thanksgiving to replace the cult. And us, we believe in this. And you know what? I'm thankful. I'm thankful for, for having my car. I'm thankful for my mom and my dad. But you know what? We don't even know the foundation of Thanksgiving. But yet it's still, we'll still celebrate it. Not really want to deal with the massacre that took place. Not really want to deal with the religion behind it. We just want to do it because we want to say we're thankful. And we want the chicken and dressing. And we want the big turkey legs. And we want all the pies and all the cakes. And our cousins coming to town. Big mama going to be here. Granddaddy going to be there. Uncle Bubba going to be there. Susan May going to be there. We're going to be getting together, having an old family good time. Playing Uno and Dominoes. Playing Monopoly and on Nintendo with a PS13. We're going to have a great time. So what's your desire? Do you want to compromise because you want to be with family? Or do you want to obey the will of Yah? Because Yeshua said, I didn't come to bring peace, but I came to bring a sword. I came to say that variance. I came to, a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He wasn't meaning you're going to just go ahead and fight. There's somebody going to stand for the truth. And the one that stands for the truth, the other ones might not agree with him or agree with what he's doing or agree with what he's saying. And because of that, people fall out. But see, that's the time of the year we're in. Because now you got to make a decision what your desire is. Do you really desire to obey the Father? Or do you really desire to obey your friend? Obey your flesh? Obey your pride of life? Obey, your, uh, obey the lust of your eyes? Or do you desire to follow the Most High? Do you desire to live holy and righteous? Or do you want to compromise because you just can't help yourself? See, let me explain something to you. Your desires should be the desires that Yah has for your life and not your own desires. Because your own desires are temptations that lead you to death. And you can't follow your heart 
We just ran in the heart. The heart is more deceitful than anything else. Your heart is your mind. You can't follow your mind. You can't lean to your own understanding. Proverbs 3, verse 3 through 5 says, Trust in Yah with all of your heart, all of your mind, and do not lean to your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge Him, and He'll do what? Direct your path. He'll order your steps. Amen. And now, Amen. His way may not be a popular way. And his way may not be the most famous thing you want to hear. But His way is the way that leads to life. His way is a way that leads you to, to have victory and true prosperity and not just money. But how about having shalom? You know, there's a lot of folks out here in the world that got a lot of money and no shalom. You know, billionaires commit suicide too. You trying to know that? Billionaires commit suicide. So money can't be the answer to all things. The love of money, the love of money is the root of all evil. So when you put money above the most high, then we see where your heart really is. Amen. So let's go to the to the to the, the letter of James. Beginning at verse one. Uh, not, not verse one, excuse me, chapter one. Beginning at verse twelve. James one and twelve says this. Is everybody okay? Yeah. I don't want to seem to be rambling and all over the place. I want everybody to be understanding. James one verse twelve says this How blessed is the man who perseveres through temptation. For after, he, for after he has passed the test, he will receive as his crown the life which God has promised to those who love him. That word love is meaning to obey, right? If you love me, you will keep my commandment, right? Amen. No one being tempted should say, I am being tempted by God for... God cannot be tempted by evil, and God himself tempts no one. Rather, each person is being tempted whenever he is being dragged off and enticed by the bait of his own desire. So when, you're, when you are being dragged off, turn the echo down a little bit, by, by the bait of your own desire, you're being tempted. So a temptation has to be a challenge to the word that Yah has spoken over your life. Or it has to be a challenge to the word the most I has spoken. So now you're being tempted. So when you're being tempted, you're being tempted to disobey that word that was given to you from the most high. Because it says temptation is what? Temptation. Is, is whenever he is being dragged off and enticed by the bait of his own desire. Then having conceived, the desire gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. Don't delude yourselves, my brothers. So, will you, so, so what is your desire? Because a temptation is when you are being dragged off and enticed by the bait of your own desire. And your mind and y'all's mind are not the same. His ways are above your ways. Mm -hmm. His thoughts are above your thoughts. Your mind is infinite. Your mind is limited. And your mind only think about what you want to see. That's why many of us have passive concerns. Limited. limited. But your mind, But that's why, that's why many of us only have passive concerns. What do I mean? We'll ride down the street. We'll see a homeless person. And we'll feel sad. They're homeless. 
man, I need to do something. I need to take some cans down to the Salvation Army or something. And then as soon as we get in our house, close our door, we forgot about the homeless person. We have a passive concern. None of us have an active response. Then we begin to see things happening, doing something about it. When we begin to see things happening, we don't do things about it. We have a passive concern instead of active response. And most of us need to have active responses. That when an adversary tries to attack that word that Yah has placed over our lives that we're supposed to do, and when we, we, we were tempted, we should do Yah's word instead of giving in to our own desires. Amen. Perfect example. Yeshua, when he goes in, and, and when you read Matthew 3rd chapter, and you see Yeshua walks to Yochanan, John the Immerser, John the Baptizer, and he wants to be baptized by John. And once he's immersed, he comes out, then the Yah speaks and says, this right here is my beloved son, and whom I'm well pleased. Yah says that. So now Yeshua is led to the wilderness to be tempted by the adversary. After four days, he's hungry, and the first thing the adversary does is, if you are the son of Yah. Turn these stones to bread. So he tried to give him an identity crisis. He tried to deal with his mind. Y'all had already spoken. Y'all had already proven who Yeshua was. There was no need for Yeshua to have to prove who he was anymore. Amen. Oh, are we going to give in to what, what, what even Adam did? <laughs> you know, in the garden. When Y'all says, you know what, you can eat fruit from every tree out here. Because we're going to go to something, I'm going to show you this, what, what happened given to your own desires. But he said, you can freely eat from every tree out here except for that tree in the middle of the garden. Right. To eat from that tree. Because it'll become certain that when you eat from that tree, it'll become certain that you're <coughs> sure to die. The adversary appear, uh, uh, appears and says, you know what? Did God really say don't eat from eating trees? No, he didn't say that. But you know what? Regardless of if Eve and Adam understood what the adversary was saying or understood exactly what the word what the word says, they still full well knew. Don't eat from the tree. Let's, but let, let, me, let me show you what happened. Let's go to Genesis 3. Read some key to you. And then we're gonna go to Numbers 15. Genesis 3. Bear sheet. Number 3. Chapter 3. Beginning at verse 6. See, when the adversary, when, when Yah speaks to you, you got to kill your flesh. You got to kill your desire. You got to get past how you think, what you feel, and obey his word. And you cannot look at him as being your enemy. But you got to see him as being a loving father that knows what's best for his son. And want to guide him. When I say son, I don't mean male or female. I mean positional. As an inheritance, as a child. Amen. Amen. He, he knows what's best for us. And we got to follow him. Even if, if, if it don't look right. Don't lean to our understanding. Don't go on what we see or how we feel. But we stand solely on his word. That's absolute. Stand on God's word, you can't fall. Okay. So verse 6 says this. When the woman saw the tree was good for food, it had a pleasing appearance, and that the tree was what? Desirable for making one wise. She took some of his fruit and ate. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fittings together to make themselves loincloths. 
Now she saw the tree was desirable for making one wise. But how did the Most High say, say, say it was? What did he say would happen? What did he say would transpire? He said, you if that tree, you'll die. Here's my question. Is choosing to die a wise decision? You know, I've been on, I've been on, on the earth a small amount of time, but I ain't never died. I don't have a desire to die. Dying is not in the will of y'all. He wants to give us life and death more abundantly. Yeshua came to redeem us from death, from the curse of the law, from ways of sin. He came to restore us back to the Father, to be reconciled back to Him, to give us life. As a matter of fact, He tells some of the Pharisees, He said, God is not a God of the dead, but rather He's the God of the living. No man is dead in God. Amen. So for her to make a decision to eat from this tree because it was desirable for making one wise was a bad decision. And guess what? You look like your decision. Right. You are today because of the decision you made yesterday. And you're going to be tomorrow based on the decisions you make now today. So what decisions are you making? Are you following your own desires and making your own decisions? Or are you trusting in Yah and not following your desires but acknowledging Him in all your ways? Let's go to Numbers 15. We're going to go to Numbers 15, and we're going to hit verse 37. We was, we was talking about this earlier today, this morning. Numbers 15, 37. Y'all ready? Say, Y'all spoke to Moshe. Speak to the people of Israel, instructing them to make through all their generations, through all of their generations, the zizoids on the corner of their garments and put with the zizi on each corner a blue thread. It is to be a zizi for you to look at and thereby remember all of Yah's commandments, misvotes, and obey them so that you won't go around wherever your own heart and eyes lead you to prostitute yourselves. But you remember and obey all my commandments and be holy for your God. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim, who brought you out of the land of Egypt in order to be your Elohim. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. So he, so he wanted Israel to make ZZs. Now what's happening? Why? Why did he want them to make the ZZ? Because he, he, he was talking to them previously and telling them about sin. He said, so if, 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 if the community sins by mistake, what to do? Then he goes on to say, if individual sins by mistake, what to do? If you sin inadvertent by mistake, give a sacrifice. He said, but now if the individual <coughs> sins intentionally, blasphemes on purpose, high-handed sin, do wrong on purpose. Now he's guilty. Because now, the sin you done intentionally is a sin that you have to think about. Right. Now I know 
that I have some very unpopular messages. But it's fine. Because I'm going to bring it up again. Fornication. Everybody know, hey, we got kids watching, hey, just be real. Everybody knows sex feels good. Sex feels good. It does. And you wouldn't have it. But it's not designed for, for individuals who's not married. You got to be in a covenant relationship. You got to have a spouse. Now, I don't mean a man of own man and a woman of own woman. I mean a male and a female. That's a covenant marriage relationship. So now when you're having sex, I don't care how you want to quake in your body, legs and stuff shake, and the eyes and the mind of the most high, it's fornication. So now you're punished by it. Because you're wrong. You know you're wrong. You know how you know you're wrong? Because most people, especially younger folks, they try to have sex without being married, they hide. What y'all doing in the car in the mountain? In the car in the parking lot behind the store. In the woods, if you if you if it's alright. Cause if you married, you're gonna be in your bed unless you, you know, role playing, doing some kind of stuff between married folks. But if you're not married, you gotta sneak and do it. That's how you you, you know it's wrong. Or let's say you're mad at somebody, you're plotting to kill them. Ain't no such thing as saying I didn't mean to. No, no gun come out of somebody's pocket or a, a holster by accident. Because a gun don't have legs. Bullets don't have eyes. You got to have a hand and fingers to pull the trigger and a cock back. Then we got automatic. You got to and shoot, right? Or then you got to pull the hammer back and cock it. So when you begin to do, th- do these things, you're doing them on purpose knowing you shouldn't do them. So then, therefore, you got to suffer the consequences. And ain't no sense that has my feeling sorry for you because you know you were doing wrong. Just go ahead and eat that little bit. Right. Now, we have a Messiah who forgives us our intentional sin, but it does not mean we won't have to be punished for the sin that we do. In Numbers 15, there was a man gathering wood on the Sabbath. They find him gathering wood. They take him to Moses and in the congregation and they got to sit him there to decide what to do with him. Then the Most High speaks to Moses. Says, stone this man. Now why did Yah tell Moses to stone this man? I heard religious folks, I heard folks who want to kill the law say that Yah was harsh. But you know what's so deep is And what's amazing is, what I'm grateful for, that Yah is not a man. So he's able to discern the intentions of your heart. This man was stoned because Yah had been previously saying, don't work on the Shabbat. See, when he brought him out of Egypt, he said, listen here, go ahead and gather all this manna. But on on the sixth day, gather enough for two days. Some folks got this morning to go out, one night out there. He told you don't go out. Some folks tried to save some and started rotting out. He came again and said, don't, don't, don't work on the Sabbath. You, you shall surely do what? Die. He warned them. He wasn't harsh. He warned them. And I can guarantee you that man heard that. 
from one of his leaders. Because you had Moses who spoke. They had elders who gave the people the command of Yah. Seventy elders. And the people would say, you know what? Amen. I agree. I obey. So now this young man, or I don't know if he's young or old, but this man is gathering wood on the Sabbath. Knowing that the Most High says, don't gather wood on the Sabbath. So him saying, you know what? I ain't know. Don't cut it. Him saying, well, God know my heart. Don't cut it. Well, maybe he was cold. Well, put on some blankets. Go to your brother's house. Do whatever you got to do to obey Yah. (laughs) Don't put yourself in a situation that'll cause you your life. Don't put yourself in a situation that'll hinder your life. But obey him. Don't follow your own desire. And don't give yourself an excuse. I used to all the time give myself an excuse, especially when it came to fornicating. I love her. God know my heart. I was a fornicator. If I would have died, I would have went to hell. I had a man come to me and tell me about fornicating, I wouldn't stop. So I had to have an emergency surgery in the same area I was messing up in. Then my old pastor came to me. And I want some sympathy from him. And he said, you know, uh, Minister Bell, I was praying for you. And uh, I pray to ask the most, ask the Lord to hit the other side if you keep on doing it. That hurt my feelings so bad <laughs> for him to say that. But guess what? I wouldn't quit. And then even after I got uh, uh, healed, I tried to do it again. And try to have an excuse. I want to make sure I'm still working. That was my excuse. I want to make sure I'm still working. See, we, we, we come up with all kinds of lame excuses in order to sin against the Most High. Most High said, you know, that tree, well, you're going to die eating from it. But Eve, said, but Eve thought of her mind from the adversary, the tree is desirable, and I can be wise. That ain't what he said. But you know what? The fool despises wisdom and destruction. And you got to ask yourself, what are you? Am I wise or am I a fool? Because if you are wise, then you will listen to the words of Yeshua and you will do them. If you are wise, you will follow Torah, you will obey it. With the help of the rule of HaKodesh, you will obey. If you are unwise, you will follow your own heart's desires. And then guess what happens? Trouble. Let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews 10. Because, because listen, the adversary want to kill us, y'all. Everybody want to cry that we want to have life, but we don't want to do what it takes. Or we want a shortcut. We want a microwave live. We want to live fast. It's like somebody saying they want to be rich or they want to have money, they want to be lucrative, and they go sell drugs or they try to hustle, hustle people. You do it, you're doing it wrong. Right. They don't want to they, they work at it. They don't want to go to school and get an education to get what they need to make to, to, to make the money. They want to go and get it the fast way. And then when, they, when, they're, when they're punished by it, all of a sudden the punishment is harsh. And, I, I, and I'm not being insensitive. You know, I understand, you know, I look at, I look at the, um, the news and, and, and you got, 
you got the prison reform act going on, right? Because we got we got people that's getting too much time, harsh punishment, too much time for their sentence. And so we said, well, it's not fair for a person of color to get 20 years for a, 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 a 20 dollar rock of cocaine, and a, and a Caucasian person would get probation for the same amount, amount of drugs. Well, that okay. Well, you that's that's correct. It's not fair. But hold on, wait a minute. You ain't got to see a cocaine. You, you don't have to rob. We complain about the sentencing, but never look at our own actions. Right. And that's the problem. That was, Cain, that, that was Cain's problem. Cain said, you know, my punishment is greater than I can bear. He never apologized. Then when you go look at his family, five generations later, you see Lamech come in. He brags. He goes to his two wives, Adah and Zillah. Said, listen, you two wives, I killed a man for wounding me. And if Cain got to be avenged seven times, then I want to I be avenged seven, <laughs> 77 times. Wow. Never ever was remorseful, never ever repentive, never ever sorry for what they done. They just didn't want to deal with the punishment. Ain't that something? Ain't that how we are? That we do, we we we, we want to do wrong, but then and then don't uh want to do right. My wife, cause we 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 grew, we, we grew up on some crazy songs, and my wife do not like the song, "Me and Mrs. Jones." Now that's a nice song, I thought. He said we got a thing going on. We meet every day. Really. At the same cafe, six thirty, and no one knows we're there. But they both married, holding hands, making all sorts of plans. Here, Mrs. Jones, we got a thing going on. Not understanding that they in adultery, and we be a grooving to them to them songs. Secret lovers, and we be grooving. Number one hits. <laughs> what that song? All night, babe, oh it's two o'clock. Confusion. <laughs> Can I just come? I forgot how to go and hold ya. <laughs> and we be there just grooving. How? That's how we do. And we have a desire to go have us a Mrs. Jones. Glorifying sin. Not understanding that Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones got a 45 and gonna kill you and her. And they catch y'all. If he, if he wrong, you wrong too. See, we gotta think about these things before we do them. Amen? Amen. So we're gonna go to Hebrews 10. Whew, hallelujah. Is everybody okay? Because I'm hot. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10. Verse 20, 26 is what I was going to. I got to find it. My glasses is getting too big or so. Okay. Hebrews 10, 26. Says, For if we deliberately continue to sin after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer does what? Remains a sacrifice for sins. But what happens? But only the terrifying prospect of what? Talk with me. Judgment. Of raising fire 
that will consume the enemies. So, so hold on, wait a minute. So if we sin on purpose, then from the eyes of the Most High, what are we? His enemy. Do you know that if we do wrong on purpose, that the Most High considers that going against Him? Right. I've never seen in the Scripture where He just sits back and lets somebody go against Him without responding to Him. When you sin against Him, He come, he, he talks to you. He hollers at you. As they say in 2019. Let me holler at you for a minute. Let me talk to you for a minute. Let me deal with you for a minute. He's going to deal with you for real. See, everybody want to live, but don't want to do the things that we, want, that, that we need to live. Instead of you having uh, Mrs. Jones and a thing going on, get you a wife with your last name. You marry her, and y'all meet in the open every day at the same cafe. <laughs> right. Instead of having you a secret lover, have you a daytime lover. They can see you in daytime and nighttime. <laughs> Instead of coming over her house at 2.30, just roll over and kiss her because you're already beside her, y'all in your own bed in your own house. Right. Instead of putting yourself in detrimental Situations that can cause not only your physical body to die, but your soul to perish in Gehenna. Or you to be cast into outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. Amen. He says, so someone, listen, someone who disregards, because, because people say, well, that's, that, that, that's the old law. We ain't got to follow that no more. Well, that's foolishness. But anyway, let me, let, me, let me read. Let me help you then. Someone who disregards the Torah of Moshe is put to death without mercy on the word of two or three witnesses. Because this young man got caught gathering wood, right? Mm -hmm. They found him and brought him to Moses. He was stoned to death because somebody saw him, right? That was, that's what happened to him. But listen to this. Think how much worse would a punishment be deserved by someone who has trampled underfoot the son of Elohim, who has treated as something common, the blood of the covenant which made him holy and who has insulted the spirit giver of Yah's grace. Wow. Think about that. Think about that. So how about, let's fix our desires. What is your, so ask yourself this question, what is your desire? Just like years ago we asked the same question, here it is years later, here's my question. Ponder this question I'm going to ask. Can you afford to love what God hates? Ask yourself that question. When you want to go do what's wrong, when you want to follow your own desire, can I afford this? The price too high. You ever seen some prices? You ever went in the store and seen something that you just know you can't afford? I've seen things in stores that's worth a whole year's salary. I know I can't get that. I can't pay it outright. Can't get no loan for it. Can't pay no notes on it. I don't even want it. I'm good. I'm satisfied right here where I am. And not living above my means. But you know, people who live in sin live above their means. Pay high prices. You know, in the natural, if you can't pay a bill, people sue you. And on top of that, you get bad credit. Imagine how your credit, ask yourself, what is your credit rating with y'all? 
you know, in, in, in the real world, 550, my credit has been down before to 514. That's how bad I was. I was a terrible bill payer. Man, they won't pay no bill. Look here, well, avoid the bill collector. <laughs> hit, 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 ignore. And let me explain something to you. Avoiding the bill collector does not make the bill go away. It shows up. It will show up and show out. They will not only come to they come to your job. They'll ask you, hey, how you doing, uh, Carrie? And you say, hey, how you doing? Do I know you? And you say, he said, you get a certain take out running. <laughs> hey, what's this? Oh, it got me. It got you. You can't escape. So even when it comes to the most high, you can't escape tearing your credit up by not doing what you got to do for him. So you got to get past how you feel and follow his desires. Yeah. You know, a lot of can to make your teeth hurt. Man, listen, my son one time a couple years ago, we went, we, me and him went on a spree. Now later, now later, spree. We go to the, to the dollar store and eat now later. Man, I went to the store about a month straight. And ate nine letters every day. Man, all of a sudden, man, my teeth started to hurt so bad. Woo! Oh, you ever had a toothache? Man, the pain is the toothache be all down the side of your jaw, be in your head. Your tooth hurt right here, your head hurt right there. You can't sleep. You can't touch the wind. You can't, the wind, but I'm trying to work, the wind hit me. I gotta sit down, I gotta put them on my mouth. That's how bad it is. Same thing when it comes to living in sin with the Most High. You can't continue to keep doing something that you know you should not do, and then all of a sudden don't think you're not going to pay for it. Right. You right. can't smoke a pack a day, or twelve a day, and then you get lung cancer and think the Most High mad. What what have I done? What? Right, right, right. You can't keep continue to have sex and you're not married, and 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 and, and don't think you'll get a baby. Listen, I've had sex without being married. And I had children without being married. It's not easy paying child support and taking care of your family. That's difficult. And I've done, I'm very transparent and I've done that. It's not easy trying to pay a bill that you should have paid and still got to maintain your other bills. Right. And no sense getting frustrated and upset about it. Because you, you did it. Come on now. And we don't want to be accountable. We want to give in to these desires that's causing death on us, but we get mad because the punishment is greater than I can bear. Mm-hmm. But you got to learn how to de- deal with the punishment. Eat the punishment. Because if you don't want to deal with it, then do what's right. Absolutely. Let's live right. Ain't that right? Let's live holy. No, it ain't easy, but you got the help of the Ruach HaKodesh that will help you live a life pleasing to God. Yeshua says, repent to Shuba. Turn from your sins back to Yah. He said that, right? Then he started talking to him. He said, listen, I understand you're having tough times, and I know that things in your life are not going right, but don't worry about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat. Don't worry about all that. He said, look at them lizards in the field. Solomon, all of his glory was not as beautiful as one of those little lizards. He's telling how the Most High loves him so much, even the hands on that head is numbered. He's telling how the sparrow don't even work, tore, for how Yah feeds them every day. Amen. Then he asked him a question Are you not much more than a sparrow? 
The stuff in the field that dries up, put into the oven. Y'all, he tell me all that, right? He said, but he said, he said, but rather, what what is your responsibility? Seek ye first the kingdom of Elohim and all of its righteousness. And things you need to be added. So if you need this in your life, seek y'all's kingdom first. Amen. I heard my good friend say this morning about how he don't feel worthy about saying he's certain things and he just want to be righteous. And the word says that blessed are those that do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. And what's righteousness from God's perspective? Doing what's right from his perspective. I just want to do what's right. Debt right there is what qualifies you. That's what will help you make it in life. Not following your own desires, but being humble. Denying yourself. Walking in humility. And and not just giving in. You cannot follow Yeshua and keep saying yes to you. You got to say no to you. Read yourself of your own nature. Say no to you. Pick up your execution stake and follow him. Be ready to be crucified. Be ready for the old you to be killed off. And of course it hurts. Man, look at here. It hurts. It don't feel good at all. But it's all right to walk by faith. It's all right. Honoring the Sabbath is walking by faith. You know it, don't you? Being obedient. Eating clean. Walking by faith. Thinking about it. Before you do it. It's walking by faith. Hallelujah. I'm done. So listen, as I said earlier, can you afford to love what God hates? Are you able are you willing to say no to you and yes to him? When I was younger, when I first got saved and spent, well, excuse me, born again, I used to say <laughs> I used to, I used to be hard saying yes. It used to be difficult for me to say yes to your will. Yes to you. I did not want to say yes. You know why I did not want to tell the Most High yes to His will? Because I thought I would lose something. But I've grown in my walk and I realized He knows what's best for me, so I'm willing to lose whatever don't please Him. He knows I love my family. I don't mean He's going to take them from me. He loves them too. But those material things, those friends that's causing you to stumble all the time, you need to lose them. You need to drop that zero and get with that hero, the most high. You know, as a woman, let me let me say this women, because I know some women are listening to me. If you were that knucklehead and he punching you upside your head, run. Leave him. Man too. Woman jumping on you, beating you up. I leave. If you're around that crowd and you're trying to get free off drugs, come on. Change your environment. Change your life. You don't have to remain where you are. You don't have to stay where you are. If if you don't like how you look right now, well, remember this. You look like your decision. So if your life is hard, you may have made it hard based on your decision making. And the word says the way of a transgressor is hard. So we need to change our thinking. Change how we talk, change how we walk, and walk in righteousness. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for being so good to us. Thank you for loving on us and keeping us. For you are our strength. You are our refuge. And I ask you, y'all, 
to help us to walk after your desires, after your ways, to follow you and not follow our own desires, our own ways, but help us most high to surrender ourselves to you, to be obedient, to love on you according to how you want to be loved on. Help us to, to, to say no to us. Help us to learn your word. We understand that you give us grace and there's compassion and you deal with every individual on our own level of comprehension and we thank you for all of that. But y'all help us to grow and not be stagnated or not be retarded spiritually that we can't grow and everything is deficient or die. But help us to grow in you and live for you and live a life pleasing to you. We don't want to miss out on your purpose. We don't want to be like the five foolish virgins who did not have oil for their lamp. We want to be like the five wise virgins that we were ready for you. When you come, we can go and go in with you. We need you. We ask you to help us. And we thank you for helping us. In Yeshua HaMashiach's name. Amen. Amen. Shalom, everyone. Thank you.